Yes, sir. Welcome to All Eyes on Cleveland Free Agency Bird Pass Edition. We're going to lay it out here tonight. I'm going to give you my thoughts on how I hope this whole thing goes down. Uh, and, of course, I have a good friend of mine, friend of show, the best guest there ever was, the one and only Jeff Risden, Jeff, how are you doing tonight? Uh, you're you're too kind, my man. I'm I'm excited for free agency. I'm 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 ready for next Wednesday to get here already. It is I'm, Wednesday, right? That where it starts. Yeah, yeah. I right. I can't keep track so, of the days. They keep blurring together. There's too many things going on. About that, uh, Wednesday, yes. Monday, t- league or tampering. Don't we yes. start to hear about the deals on Monday? Mostly, yes. Uh, that, yeah. That's when that's when you're going to hear. Oh. Um, Player X is talking to Team Y, and uh, yeah. they're they're really close. And and a lot of the times that's that's not necessarily true, but it's an agent facilitating something or a team facilitating something. And uh, it's certainly when it starts to get interesting. Yeah, Monday is is the start of the the quote unquote legal tampering period where where you're allowed to talk to guys who played on other teams last year. Um, you can better believe that they've already done that and have laid yes. some groundwork behind the scenes. But this this is when they can actually like okay. Uh, you want, you want how many years, how much money, how, how, what percentage bonus guaranteed, you know, that, that's everything. That's what, that's where that really starts. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there will be some of that. Yeah. Uh, especially uh, this year. <laughs> do you know what the salary cap is? Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Je- Jeff Risden, managing editor at the Browns wire, uh, where I write as well, makes, which makes him my boss. Uh, and, uh, uh but, but he writes like a madman. You've got to check it out. He's content like crazy. Also at the managing editor at the Lions Wire, and also writes for Real GM. He's a tremendous author, uh, j- journalist, big J journalist, right? So, uh, thanks, man. That, That's too, yeah. you're too kind. <laughs> of course. And this is all eyes on Cleveland. In case you didn't know, subscribe button down below, uh, and you can find uh, the podcast as well, where all popular podcasts are found. So. I think I've got everything covered there. All right. Interview the top personalities around the country uh, about the pressing issues facing your Cleveland Browns. Jeff, I did an AMA on the Browns Discord last night, which was crazy. I've never done anything like that. Yeah, so questions fired at me, you know, left and right. Uh, It was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Uh, I covered a a lot of this then, got my feelings out there. But so, you know, this thing can go a lot of ways. So let's lay the groundwork here. Browns have just under $25 million in cap space. Yep. About seven to eight million of that is going to go to the rookies, right? Rookie pay scale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like 7.1 million. I don't, I don't know. I, I I got too many numbers in my head to know which one it exact is. I've been looking at too many things. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So, so you're looking at before they do anything else, about right around 17 million to go shopping with. Now they can they okay. can eat they can easily create more if they really want to. Um, they did a little bit of that with with letting go of Adrian Claiborne. Obviously, that yes. freed up. I think it was what three million. Three million. Uh, yeah. So and they have other candidates they can go to and say, hey, either take a pay cut or or hit the road or restructure. Um, the big thing this year you're seeing it a lot is the the voided years at the end of a deal to convert your signing bonus to convert your salary to signing bonus. You amortize it out over a longer period of time so you don't take the big cap hit this year when the cap is artificially lower because of COVID. And 
in doing that, and I, I was going to talk a, a little bit about the restructuring later, like, you know, right after you go off just yeah. like the last couple of minutes, because I actually had Mike Gennetti on, who's run Spot Track, founder there, and then also just last week, and they did a really good job breaking all that stuff down. Yeah, with the he, he, he's, he's, he, know, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's the guy yeah. to listen to on that. Yeah, and uh, so... One of the candidates for the Browns, or probably the biggest candidate right now, is Sheldon Richardson. Now, I don't want to lose Sheldon Richardson. I don't think no. there's anybody out there that can replace him. No. He's key to this defense. <laughs> but you want him to restructure. He could probably free you up. Not, I mean, if you added a year to his deal, he could free up a couple million. But if you convert some of that into a signing bonus and then do, like what you said, add some void years on, you can maybe free up like $7, 8000000 million maybe. Absolutely. And he's a good candidate to do it. Um, the the void years that they automatically void. Uh, there's a specific clause in there that gets rid of it, and also it does it just it allows you to take that. Let's he's do what? Let, let's twelve. I think it's, it's, yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was like twelve point four or something like that. But let's just call it twelve. Yeah. You convert the twelve million dollars salary. You convert ten million of that to a signing bonus. Right. But you you add on two voidable years, so you spread out the the ten million dollar bonus over two extra years. That that cuts the cap figure way down. Yeah, you can save, you know, eight nine million dollars in cap room this year if you need it um, to yes. either extend somebody, um, which doesn't seem like they're doing that right now. Although right. There, there's been hints that maybe that's coming, but it, we're not seeing it yet. So right now the focus is on outside guys bringing in importing talent. And yes. they can they can get more money. They almost have. I, I want to say they're they're near the top in available. Obviously, they're nowhere near Jacksonville or the Jets or, or yes. some of the other teams like that. But uh, as far as playoff teams go, returning playoff teams, I think they're either first or second in cap room available, which is a yeah. very nice place to be. It is now, even though that number seems kind of small when you look at what some of these guys are asking, like the seventeen million that we kind of came to after the rookie deal. Some yeah. people are probably like, whoa, that's a lot less than I thought. I mean, that's more than one player's asking. Well, you break that down yearly, and because the cap is down this year, everything will kind of be structured the way we just talked about. Even new deals will be structured where everything's in a signing bonus, and right. a lot of these will have, like, Dax deal has a, uh, according to Mike Gennetti, has a... Uh, um, automatic restructure built into year two. So not only did they do that this year, but he automatically next year is probably going to take whatever's in his roster bonus and his normal salary. They'll lower that out to as low as it can go, put the rest in the signing bonus because it's all money and spread that out over the next five years. Yeah, so, and, and, and the cap is going to go back up in 2023, 2024, right. especially. Um, when the when the new TV deals kick in and we're allowed to go back to games and allowed to, to get back to normal life as as we hope to know it soon, um, the the cap is going to go back up and it's going to go up substantially. Uh, normally yeah. it was it was going to go up, so it's it's one eighty two point five. Uh, that's all. That's I think it's a twelve percent lower than than what it used to be. It normally goes up ten percent to fifteen percent per year. This year it went down. Now it's gonna it's gonna bounce back and all that money is gonna come back. Uh, it's just this one year is really tough. You're going to see a lot of guys sign one year deals. You're going to see a lot of, yeah. especially like the mid range free agents, the guys um, like Austin Hooper, let's use him as an example. Yeah. Um, was the best tight end on the market last year, got an above market deal. 
that deal isn't there for him with anybody this year. And that's not indicative at all of how he played last year in Cleveland. That's just the, the economics of what he got last year. Those deals aren't there. The the mid-level guys, you know, he, he's he's a he's a very good starting tight end, but he's not an elite guy. He's not Kelsey. He's not Kittle. Right. He's, he's not on that level, but he got paid like it. And that's not going to happen this year. You're not going to no. see you're not going to see guys like that cash in. Um, I, I know one right. of the popular guys for Cleveland that, that that I hear a lot about is Romeo Aquara, pass rusher from the Lions, had 10.5 sacks last year with zero scheme help. Did it all yeah. literally all on his own. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, he's going to get you know 10, 12 million. And I don't think so. I, I, I don't think, think so I, I think he I think he's a one year eight million dollar kind of guy. Or if you're going, you know, three years, 28.5 with with most of it guaranteed, uh, but a lot of it pushed off into the future. Uh, you're not you're not going to see him get 15 million a year. You're not going to see. Um, I'll, I'll stick with the lines real quick. Kenny Galladay turned down 18 million dollars last summer allegedly. Um, I know for a fact he turned down 16.5 million before the season started. I don't know if he's going to get that on the open market. I, I kind of hope he does. I, I'm rooting for him, but I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either, and I kind of I, I think it's kind of crazy that they didn't uh, tag him. I mean, because uh, yeah, that's I don't really understand what you're doing when you have an asset like that. You have to get something back for him, right? You can't just let him walk out the door. It was it's so bad business. So, not to divert too much, but it was it was a, something where I didn't expect them to tag him at first. Uh, and then I had some people um, get in my ear that, that convinced me that it was going to happen, and then it didn't happen. So I was yeah. all over the map on that. Um, uh, if 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 you really want to know the deep, the in deep, I, I did a podcast last night, the Detroit Lions podcast. You can check it out on YouTube. You can check it out on, on their site. It's the DET Lions podcast. Uh, we talked about it for quite a bit, and and the options that they have with it. But that that that's another very fascinating. We also broke down comp picks quite a bit, um, and the the fallacy of that they're good. Um, so I, I would recommend you go on that. If, you, if you're interested in, in guys who yeah. play for the Lions, that, that, that's a good one to look at. For sure. Especially especially Romeo Aquara, yeah. uh, who I think will be a Browns target. Now, that brings me Definitely. to – I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that brings me to my next topic here. So I named this episode The Preferred Path uh, because – I had in my mind, Jeff, after talking about this and doing show after show, talking to Janetti, talking to Tom Set, talking to you, we've been up and down. I did the free agency files on all the guys, which really enlightens you onto the, each position every time you do one of those. Definitely. Uh, so it really should have been kind of entitled like cornerback room or whatever, but <laughs> it, right, because that's what it turned into. Uh, but yeah, so I did all those and then. So I kind of have like an, a vision of how they can do this and afford it and get a lot better in the holes that they want to. And I kind of know where I want them to do it. That happens or not, I have no idea. Right. But I figured, let's get my idea out there. I think it's a good one. So right. first and foremost, Jeff, job one, I think you would agree with, and I think most people would agree with this. Job one is pass rusher opposite Miles Garrett. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's the, the number Browns one priority. Yeah. I, I agree with that as well. Just by, based on they chased J.J. Watt. They chased Javian Clowney hard last year, mm-hmm. and thankfully they missed on that. But yeah, the, the, every I, I wrote this the other night. They're given every indication that that is their top priority too. Yeah. And, and to even further that, to make me think that they're even more serious about it, 
They cut Claiborne. Right. So like they're super now, now thin. Now you got room. <laughs> they yeah. got they got yeah. nobody there. They got you, you, you got know. Porter Gustin and Joe Jackson. I mean, no, yeah. no offense to those dudes, they're not it. <laughs> yeah, and then Miles, right? And, uh, like, and Miles is it. <laughs> Miles is it. And uh, so my approach to this is, I think they go. Defensive end, probably a, a known name, a guy like uh, probably a lot of interest. I have a lot of interest in Carl Lawson, Trey Hendrickson. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're talking my language. <laughs> right, Carl Lawson, Trey and, and Okwara. Um, and then I got my list here. Hang on. Uh, so I got each. Yeah. Uh, I like Leonard Floyd from the Rams a little bit. Uh, I would take a look at him, kick the tires on him. He's a little thin. Uh, and I don't know how much of that was scheme. There's guys yeah. out there, even like Alden Smith, that you could probably cheaper now, but a guy yeah. that just came back and, and could really pressure the quarterback opposite Miles Garrett. I mean, these guys are going to be getting the weaker tackle every game, one-on-ones. Uh, so, like, when people say Bud Dupree, I kind of have pushed back against that. I don't that know about that one, yeah. Because I don't think it's a good fit. And I and I read somewhere multiple times that in the scheme with the Steelers, like 61% of his pressures came from not being blocked right. and, and chasing down the play. So in the Brown scheme, you have to be able to go one-on-one with a tackle and beat him pretty much – out, right, and right. I don't think that he's the guy for that. So he's a little of, bit better, like standing up and playing wider than what we're used to seeing, too. I mean, they yeah. now maybe Joe Woods wants to go that direction, but we haven't seen that yet. And, and look, Leonard Floyd would probably be better at that, quite honestly, because he's actually got some off-ball experience too. You know, he's he's yeah. not great at it, but he can at least go out and and if you're going to do more zone blitzing or fire zones or things like that, he's a little bit more capable of that than Dupree is. Dupree is very straight line he's really good at what he does but he is a limited commodity yeah yeah uh, so so i'm kind of backed off of him uh but the names that we really the ones i have stars by are lawson i think is is lawson lawson would be my top choice as well and if you saw the yes. picture of him on twitter the other day you'd know why <laughs> yes absolutely Dude and ripped and yeah. and he played very well in cincinnati without a lot of scheme help and without a lot of surroundings uh, Geno Atkins, I mean, he fell off some, but he's 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 still pretty good. But without Carlos Dunlap there, who's a, a very good pass rusher, as we all know, uh, he's Lawson picked one. it up, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's available too. Uh, that yeah. Dunlap is out there. Uh, he he's interesting because he could be at the point in his career where now he's sort of um, uh, in ring chase mode, uh, and yeah. Cleveland is finally in a position to be the team where ring chasers will come and want to come, which yeah. is. Awesome, and I, I like that change very much. <laughs> yeah. So, really, for me, it's Lawson, Hendrickson, uh, Aquara. seem like guys that might be in their, in their price range, right? Yeah. Right structured deal, maybe a couple of years on the deal uh, with, you know, guaranteed money up front, you know, signing bonus for the first year. And then if, if you want to keep them the second year, you can work it out, whatever. Uh, I then would like to approach the draft at 26 or day two to mm-hmm. with your long-term solution and your succession plan at the same position. So I want to hit it twice. Oh. I want to hit it once in free agency with a mid, mid to high level guy for mm-hmm. now. 
and then go get uh, the, my favorite two guys that I think will be there at 26 is uh, the kid from Georgia. Aziz Ojolari. He would be my top. He is my top Browns target at number 26. Ojolari. Yeah. Ojolari and um, Joseph Asai from Texas. I'm really high on as potential guys that could be there at 26 that I would love to long roll. So I want to hit it once in free agency, once in the draft. What do you think of that? I don't have a problem with that at all. And especially if, okay. if you're getting a, a veteran um, like, like Dunlap or Lawson on a one or two year deal, you know that they're not the long-term solution. You know, you're, 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 you're staging it the right way where you've got the next guy to come up. Uh, a guy like Osai as an example, he's a guy that isn't going to be great right away in the NFL. He's, he needs, right. he needs a little bit of work. He needs to add a little bit of bulk, but man, he's, he's a great athlete. Um, does, does, he did a lot of very good things at Texas, but he does need to improve. And I, I'm not his biggest fan, but I get where you're coming from on that where, you know, okay. He doesn't have to be the man right away. I like that for him a lot. He can develop on that. Um, I, I, uh, to go back to a couple of, of lesser guys, uh, at, at the yeah. edge, um, I'm a big Terrell Basham fan. Some of that is fact okay. that he's an OU guy like me. Uh, he played really well. He played great. He, he was the guy who did the strip sack in the Jets game against Baker Mayfield. Played really well down the stretch for the Jets. Finally started to put it all together. Um, they figured out what to let him do and what to not have him do. Uh, he, he's a younger guy that, that could be a developmental guy if you want to uh, if you want to draft somebody else as well. Uh, but yeah, that, he's a guy. Uh, and a guy like Hassan Reddick, a guy who... Uh, yes, I like Reddick a know, lot. Pass rush only. Um, Arizona figured that out the hard way. You, you try to get him to do all these other things. Uh, no. Point him at the quarterback, shoot. That's what he does. He's good at yeah. it. <laughs> there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of options. There really are. Yeah. And, and the, the and free agency. And I think that for one thing, it, you know, it's going to be a depressed market anyways because of the cap. But the availability of these guys depresses the market as well. Absolutely. Uh, so I, that plays into the Browns' hands. So I think they get their guy in free agency one of these guys that we've named, there's a number right. of them out there. But, I, yeah. you know, like we said, I think there's a couple guys at the top of that list, you know, Lawson, yeah. Aquara, that seem to fit that profile better. And then there's guys, too, that can be had. Carlos Dunlap, Hassan Reddick, Basham. These guys yeah. are there if they miss on the first ones or they become too expensive or whatever, right? Right, um, yeah. And then they can go to 26, and I really want – that's – Ojolari, if he's there, uh, so good, or or somebody in day two, if you have to wait, if they're not there. Um, the only reason I would edge maybe at twenty six because there's going to be guys there, and, yeah. and I don't think they last forever in this draft. It's not the deepest drafted edge, but there are guys. There are going to be guys at twenty six worth taking. I think um, is if the linebacker. Uh, Owosu Koromoa, the Notre Dame kid, is there at 26. So, like, I'm kind of like Ojolari or Koromoa at 26. I'm jumping at either of those, right? If they're there, uh, yeah. I, I like, uh, I just call him JOK. It's a lot easier that way, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, he, right. he's really good. He's the only concern that I have with him is that I think his game is and skills are somewhat redundant with how I expect Grant Delpit to be used. Yeah, very. Now, now if you if you have if you have two of those guys and and Joe Woods can figure out how to make that work, I'm all for it. But I do worry about a little bit of overlap there. 
Um, I'm still very high on Grant Dilpit. I, I think he's going to be an impact player in that hybrid, you know, box safety role, hybrid linebacker, you know, cover tight ends, cover running backs, that type of, I, I think that's where he's at his best. That's also where JOK is at his best. Um, okay. He can all, he can also rush the passer. He can, uh, he can do a few yeah. more things, um, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage, but uh, uh, he, he's, he's, he would be a, a, an excellent talent to add. Uh, I'm just not sure that they're going to see him that way. Uh, I don't okay. know. But just, just my thought. My question. Yeah, my question all along has been: Do they even value that position enough to use twenty six yeah, on it? Yeah, and and, and that's the other thing. Do. And I, and there's a there is a crap ton of day two and day three off ball linebackers in this draft. That's the, that's okay. the sweet spot for it. those dudes. Uh, got like Nick Bolton out of Missouri. Uh, yeah, real Cox from LSU, formerly of North Dakota State, a guy I really like Love in the him. second yeah. round. I'm not sure he's going to be there, but even like like Pete Warner from Ohio State. Yeah, um, d- doesn't do a lot of things well, but he does what the Browns would need him to do, which is basically the old Malcolm Smith role of find the fastest guy who's going to go out that's big, you know, either either a fullback, a tight end, um, even a bigger slot receiver, and just run with him or play drop in the zone and be aware of what's going on around you. I think he can do that very well. We're, um, we're, yeah. we're leaking into linebacker a little bit, but I let me throw these names at you and you tell me what yeah. you think because these are ones I wrote down when I was going through my day two day kind of day two linebackers probably uh what are you thinking about the kid from georgia monty rice do you like him i haven't studied him enough yet to be honest with you i I, i've watched them um he certainly has some impressive he's he's a really good low tackler he's not a guy great tackler not a guy who tackles too high his his aim point is always right where your coach tells you it should be yeah and then uh chaz surratt from uh north carolina uh, if we, I mean, we need somebody that can cover in, in that yeah. room, and, and he's a guy, he's a convert from safety. Yeah, but uh, if so it shows you, in this game, he he is yeah. he. If you don't like Mac Wilson's tackling, you're not going to like his tackling either. But he's <laughs> okay. better in coverage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely okay. better, but much more savvy in coverage than than what Mr. Wilson is. All right. So linebackers, my plan for them, we'll get to that, but okay. there's a little taste of the linebacker. Totally there. So there's yeah. my pl- there's my <laughs> there's my plan for uh end, right? Okay. All right. So you're you're with me so far, right? Yes. I want to hit it in free agency, stud, pay some probably one of your biggest paydays in free agency there, and then at twenty six or early day two for your long term solution. Sure. Can you dig yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm totally with that. Okay. Um, it, it doesn't need to be the only plan, but it's a good plan. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. You, uh, preferred pr- plan. Pr- <laughs> preferred plan. Me <laughs> too in my preferred plan, okay? How you get better on this defense. A cheap way, and I wrote this in my article, and we've t- I've talked about it with you before, a cheap way to get better in the secondary is at the slot, nickel corner. There's a ton of good ones here. million to Kevin Johnson. He walks. I let him walk. Bye. Thanks for your time. And take another $2 million. And you can maybe get the top guy or $2.5 million and might be able to get the top nickel corner. I threw this at Mike Gennetti. He said the Bears do this every year. The Bears go out and get probably one of the, the best nickels every year because it's an easy, cheap way to improve your defense. And for the Browns. Yeah, he's right. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and he said that's a smart thing to do. So cheap 
uh, $3 million more than what you were paying, uh, you know, go get top number one target would be Troy Hill because not only does he fill that role, but he also is there to play outside if you need him to, right? And And he can also return, too. Yes. He's just a great player. He's a great football player. Underappreciated. And then you go, I go Mike Hilton, Brian Poole, and even K1 Williams, X Brown on that list. I'll throw him on there. Uh, He's worked with Joe Woods uh, out in San Francisco, was a Brown, was great as a Brown here as as a UDFA, went out there and has had a good career uh, covering that nickel slot corner. But you get a lot better with Kevin Johnson gone, a couple million dollars more, and you get a hell of a good player. And I think you improve the defense a lot right there. Absolutely. I, I, I am a big Brian Poole fan. He would be my top choice. Um, but that, that goes back. I, I've loved that dude ever since he was in the draft yeah. coming out of Florida. Um, very good player, another underappreciated player. And I, I like the plan there. Uh, I, as much as I don't trust Greedy Williams to be healthy, you have to assume that he will at least be back. Um, and, you know, slot is definitely where the upgrade needs to come. Kevin Johnson was, was worth the shot. It didn't work out. Um, it it happens. It, no, yeah. he wasn't it. And I think he knew he knew it right away. And I think that the Browns kind of knew it right away um, after the the lacerated liver and everything. He didn't really get a fair shake at it, but th- 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 you know that's football. Um, I-, I wish him well, but he doesn't need to be back on the team. He got forced into playing out wide sometimes. I mean, it was just a weird. So year, it's right? exactly where he failed when he was in Houston as a disappointing first round pick. They played him where he didn't need to be playing and gave him more than he needed to do. Some of that was. It, it wasn't their fault. That's, he he was the, he was the only man who could be the next man up, uh, aside, aside from like Tavier Thomas or, or Robert Jackson. And we, we saw how that went. So, yeah, yeah. It, I don't I don't I don't necessarily blame him for all the shortcomings that he had. But uh, they need to be better. There is is how the team gets better. You're absolutely right. And a guy like Poole, a guy like Hill, um, K. I, I I wrote it this way. K. One Williams would be wonderful. I like the idea of having a, a veteran mentor back there. That's a good spot to have it in. Um, as much as I've bagged on Andrew Sandejo, he was kind of good at that as, as yeah. like a veteran leader type, um, yeah. keeping everybody straight. Um, and they, they they do need that guy, and he could be that guy. And the fact that he came from Cleveland, it's, it's, I love the redemption arc. I can hear people talking about it already. Oh, this guy came back to win the title in Cleveland where, where it all started. He was here, you know, they weren't real bad when he was there. He was, what, 14 and 15, but they, you know, he, he didn't have success. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And he so, can still play. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He can definitely play. And uh, for some familiarity with Joe Woods, for sure. So, yep. um, all right. So, now, wide corner, it gets a little trickier because, as you said, yeah. greedy. I don't know if you can really ink him in as a starter. But this isn't the free agency class to get crazy aggressive. I don't think the guy there to solve all your problems is really there. So I'm all for them bringing Money Mitch back if they if he's yes. affordable because his, of his availability. I stumbled over that stat when I was doing his reagent file. Snaps than any other corner in the freaking NFL. Unbelievable, oh. right? Uh, that I mean, 99.4% of the defensive snaps he played for the Browns didn't miss a game. For, um, a guy, for a guy who's supposed to be your number three, and he was their number one quite a bit last year, Unbelievable. Um, yeah. And if, if he's your number three, even if he's your number two as a regular, you're doing okay. I, I, I totally love bringing money back. Make it happen. The problem that you have is he may have priced himself out. He may Somebody may look at him like a starter, and if that happens, he's going to walk because you don't bring yeah. him back for 
your right. third corner, right? And you don't, or, you don't, you don't, and as a Browns fan, you don't blame him for chasing the money. Go get, no. go get paid, dude. Do it. But I don't think they in free agency, uh, really like an upgrade to greedy or anything like that. I think it's almost like you have to spend, you know, within that range, maybe that three to five million dollar range and get a guy that can play out wide if something happens to Greedy or Denzel. So I look at guys. Now, one of the things that's always bothered me, and I'll be Jeff, is that whenever the only thing that bothered me about Money Mitch, and it's not really his fault, but when they had Denzel, Greedy, and Mitch, and then they would have to play somebody else in the slot, and you would always say, well, they can't get their best three corners on the field, and that would piss me off. Yes, like, I agree. <laughs> your third best corner is on the sidelines sometimes, right? Yep. Um, so I would look at maybe guys like Cam Sutton, Akilah Witherspoon, who can do both. Uh, that versatility, I think, would help with depth on the defense. But if, But I think in free agency, you're looking more for a depth piece to fill – money Mitch's role and I would go day two where you have the two second two third round picks or your second round pick and try to get a corner there uh to play is this a really deep draft uh wise there's a lot of good corners there so I think you can attack that in the draft more than free agency are you with me on that with wide corner yeah yeah definitely um as much as I would love to see William Jackson in Cleveland I I don't think that's financially prudent I don't think it's going to happen anyway so uh it, it makes total sense to me uh you 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 can bring Mitchell back but you do have to add somebody else to the mix um and day two cornerbacks there, there's a lot of them. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, one, one of the guys, my favorite guy, um, and I wrote about him today for Brownswire, is Greg Newsom from Northwestern. But I think yeah. he probably tested his way to where he's not even going to be able. It, yeah, easier for me to say, be available in the first round when they pick. I know, I know. dude. dude I know. Dude's a baller. I mean, if, if he had a clean bill of health, um, he would be. He would almost no question be the top cornerback in this draft. But he missed at least three games in each of his three years with three separate injuries. That's scary. And for the Browns, that also scares me because this is a team that Denzel Ward, phenomenal corner, can't stay on the field all the time. You know, yep. good for 11, 12 games a year. You need 16. Yeah. <laughs> or 14. Give me 14. Yeah. yeah. And, sure. and, I'll, yeah. and I'll pay. I'd be feel better about giving him your extension. Yeah. Um, all right. So my next move then. All right. So we've been through the secondary. We're going to, you know, hit the slot hard with some money and up. We're going to address depth through money or a replacement there and then hit the draft for another piece to that room. Um, At safety, I think you need a third starting caliber safety. Now, you could go as high as a guy like Joe Johnson, but he's probably too expensive uh, this year. But I really like Keanu Neal, and I really like a guy like Jaquaski Tart who could come in and fill in as your third safety. And now Joe Woods can deploy the defense he's wanted to deploy last year, and you can free up Delpit to be that special guy that you want him to be. Definitely. And those guys, have they both have experience playing under Woods and, and with with the staff. That's 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 exactly what you want. I, I still like Trey Boston. I think he's a good guy to fill that yep. role. Um, Anthony Harris uh, is, is top shelf. I I don't see them spending that for him. And he took a step back this year. He did a little. He did a little. He bit. did so. Yeah. And they, uh, their defense got worse. So yeah, that's they, hard. They to also didn't really... have a pass rush, and that that, right. that really hurt him. 
Um, there is another guy, another former Brown out there, Tashawn Gibson. Yes. Uh, would, would make some sense as a guy who's going to create some turnovers. He's going to give up some plays, uh, but but he's also going to make some. And I, we, we kind of got the opposite of that last year where yeah. they, they would give up plays and they wouldn't necessarily make them. <laughs> if they can make some plays with it, that's even, you know, Car- Carl Joseph, Carl Joseph was sort of that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he also had durability issues. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to having him come back, but also uh, like with greedy, I don't want to depend on him to be the guy. Yeah, I would be if you brought him back, and, and I would want to bring him back as your fourth or fifth right. guy, yeah. not your third. My yeah. opinion, because I don't think he can cover well enough. Yeah, and uh, if you're t- if you're taking like a, a third or a fourth round guy that might not be ready right away, he can be okay as your number three and bridge you, you know, eight games to a year if you have to. Yeah, um, because I don't. I think we learned last year that Sheldrick Redwine ain't that guy. No, uh, I said on the show we did with uh, I did with fixing the safety room going into camp. He needs to be your fifth or sixth safety going into camp. Uh, but I want to address this uh, in a way like my third highest priority, I guess. So if you go slot corner, you know, from defensive end to slot corner to safety, I want a third Starting caliber safety doesn't have to be a high-profile guy, but there's right. guys out there that can start, and then Joe Woods can deploy three starting-level safeties, and now your defense is a lot better than it was last year, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, last year, again, uh, uh, as much as I've bagged on Andrew Sandejo, he was not supposed to be playing nearly as much as he did. Um, and, and sort of like the Kevin Johnson thing, you know, they, they just, Absolutely. they raised the bar too much for him. You know, it, it's, it's not his fault. He is what he is. He, he was what he's always been. Um, the fact that the Browns were forced to do it because of, of injury and because, you know, things just didn't work out with, with, with some other things that, that happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Quick note here. Uh, steel value free agent, LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, I think they have played in the slot. He grades miserably, but when they played him at safety, oh, yeah. he graded better than anybody out there, but they just misused him. And because they misused him, I think he'd be cheap if you want to change him to a safety full time. And I think that would be one way you could get a starting caliber safety on the cheap cheap. I would love that nope. pickup. He, that that's a great idea, and and I trust in Andrew Barry and the the Browns staff to unearth those guys and figure out where those market inefficiencies are. Um, the, the, the Detroit Lions cut Justin Coleman today. Two yes. years ago, the Lions made him the highest paid slot corner in NFL history. What did they do? They played him outside. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. That's why that team sucks right now. <laughs> I, have, I have no qualms saying that as a lifelong Lions fan either. They're, they're not in a good spot, and that part of the reason is because their coaching staff was uh, – it, it, it honestly, it rivaled Hugh Jackson as, as one of the worst experiences of my, my professional life. Um, and uh, thank God it's over. <laughs> but that's, that's another guy. Right there. That, that, that's that's another guy. That's another guy who is going to have value because the way that the Lions misused him makes him look worse than he is. Now he's 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 also going to run past too many tackles, and that if if that bothered you about Sundayho as it did for me, it's going to bother you about Justin Coleman too. But dude, <laughs> dude can play. He can cover. He can turn and run. He's got instincts. Just leave yeah. him inside for the love of God. Don't send him outside. <laughs> 
All right. I know we're running short on time here for you, Jeff, so I'm going to hurry this up here, okay? All right. Um, far away. All right. So my question then, and the one thing that I really don't have a solution to is still linebacker, um, except for that we talked about, I think, how you're going to address it in free agency. There's really nobody there. Milano signs a huge deal today that Good for even, if you, even if you were in on Milano – you weren't in never that. have no. <laughs> paid that uh, that cost was way uh, out of there. So I, I think you might have to address it in the draft again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. that's just kind of the way I feel about it. Unless you see somebody in free agency that I don't, that they should maybe be targeting. I mean, there, there are some dudes that are out there that, I mean, you're not looking at like, like standout guys. Um, right. Uh, I would bring B.J. Goodson back. Goodson I, I, back. I yeah. mean, you got to bring somebody in, right? Yeah. So either bring him back. Or yeah. A... I mean, there's a guy like like Kevin Pierre Lewis, um, okay. a, a cover, coverage only linebacker. Um, I think Jayon Brown is probably going to be a little bit more coveted than than expected. He's, he's, yeah. He's good I one. mean, he's going to make some money. Uh, a because he's a good one, and B because the other two guys that were ahead of him are gone. So right. he's the yeah. top, top guy now. So yeah. his value um, just the, went the up. only other one that I've looked at really was was a guy like Eric Wilson coming out of Minnesota because of his familiarity okay. with Stefanski and the staff. Um, he's not great, but he's he he would be an upgrade from the the question mark that's there right now. So yeah, okay. And and, uh, and behind that, I. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they'll go for Koromoa. I wish they would because I, you know, I feel like he brings more versatility, and that seems to be what Joe Woods wants. He's, but, he's got speed, and, yeah. and, and the ability to close quickly on the football under control. Um, one of the things that that I really look at when I'm looking at an off-ball linebacker or or somebody that's in that position is I want them to be fast, but I also want them to be have enough control when they're at top speed that they're not going to be like in a straight line and stuck on it. Um, it, You don't want a guy who plays on train tracks. It's fantastic if the target's on the tracks, but if they're not, Oh, 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 where'd he go? Gone. Yeah. See ya. Um, He's, he's very good at that quality um, of of having, having the ability to break down from full speed and, and make adjustments to the way that the offense is coming at him. The best thing that can happen for this room, in my opinion, and I'll get off of this because I think it's, it, I think we agree that you kind of have to address it again in the draft, maybe a day two in the draft, um, or at least that's my preferred plan at this point because I don't have a better option. Uh, I would bring <laughs> yeah. back bring back Goodson and, and, and or somebody like that, and then in day two in the draft, a because I don't think they value it enough to take somebody at twenty six. And I don't know if there's anybody in free agency worth paying for um, besides Goodson. There's some guys out there, like you said, but nobody of huge impact, I don't think. But but I think it, you need more than anything Jacob Phillips to take step this offseason. Because to me, he's the answer to a lot of their problems. He has the athleticism to do he it. He does. He does. He just has to take that step forward. And he, and he could. Uh, but you don't want to depend on him doing it. I, I like getting in some insurance that. in there. Um, I'll throw a couple of day three guys at you, late day three yeah. guys. Uh, Derek Barnes out of Purdue is a guy who has a better film than advertised. Pretty okay. pretty, pretty solid all-around player. Um, not not perfect, has some warts. 
Um, probably needs to get a little bit quicker um, in, in terms of his initial reactions, but but as a guy who can play. Um, and, th- and then there's a guy, Tony Fields, out of, of West Virginia. He is, I want to say he's like 6'1 and like 218, love, 220 yeah. pounds. Yeah. He's... He's inconsistent, but boy, when his when his when he's playing well, he sure looks like a second or a third round guy and a guy who can start in the NFL. But he doesn't look like that all the time. Um, but got better throughout his West Virginia career, from what I've seen, anyways. And I, that that's a guy. This this is a you know he's going to get picked in the two hundreds somewhere, and I think he's better than that. And the, that's the kind of guy that you got to find. You know, the, the the day three gems like that. Yep. All right. Last thing. We've gone through my preferred path. The last thing that I have to think you have to hit, we switch over to the offensive side of the ball. You got to address speed receiver. Yes. I think Field there's stretcher. some. Right. Exactly. I think there's some guys in free agency that you can hit on, but I think there's receivers everywhere right now. There's a loaded free agency class and a loaded draft, and there are speed guys in that draft that could probably contribute right away if you used maybe one of your round four picks or one of your round three picks. Uh, I think they could step in and contribute. Uh, Perriman, Aguilar, John Brown, who just, you know, today, those are some names interest in. Thoughts on that? Yeah, the, uh, uh, John Brown would be fantastic at it, I, I think. Um, I will say I'm not ready to, to, to throw away the chances that DPJ becomes that guy. Okay. Uh, we, we saw some flashes of it, but again, uh, give him the shot to do it, but don't rely on him to be that. Um, that, okay. that, that that's sort of my, my overriding theme there. I, I kind of like what I saw from him, and I, I think the, he does have some potential to at least be your number four receiver. Yeah. Um, but but if you're looking for, for a little bit higher up the food chain, and I don't blame you for doing that, then, then you, the, John Brown would be the optimal choice for me. Um, uh, Will Fuller, maybe, but I think he's probably going to get a little bit more expensive and yeah. he's got, dur- he's got durability issues. And even though he's cleaned up his hands, this is still a dude that drops an inordinate amount of passes. <laughs> what happens with Higgins here? Uh, I mean, God, that's a good I, question, man. I, I want him I, back. I don't know. I, I hope he's back. He's he, probably he cl- asking for too much right now. He clearly wants to be back, but if yeah. he really, really wants to be back, he's probably going to have to give him a hometown discount. And uh, especially at this stage in his career, I don't, I don't know if I'd do that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's. I mean, if he's changing roles, right? Like if he's going to another team to be there too, uh, right. he should get paid six, seven, eight million dollars a year, right? But yeah. if he's going to be there three, like he we want yeah. him to be our three, I mean, he's probably more, I think, like three to four million dollars a year. And even that might be on the high side. I mean, not a lot of people are paying their fourth, third or fourth wide receiver not good uh, teams. <laughs> more money than that. And no. we already have 30 plus million dollars committed to that. So um, For now. I, w- that, that, I want that. him back. It'll break my heart. It'll break my heart if he leaves, but I don't want to spend $6 million on him. I don't think they can do that. They, they do have the ability to do some restructures with uh, more, more likely Landry than, than Beckham. Cause I don't think Beckham would ever give a dime back. Uh, And again, nor do I blame him for that. 
Uh, but uh, that 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 we could we could do a whole show on Jarvis Landry and, and his relative value to the team and, and what they're yeah. paying for it. Yeah. Um, they they have some wiggle room there if they if they really need to to keep the band together. I think they like that idea too. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. I I really don't I, I don't have a good feel for what's going to happen with Hollywood. I really don't. I feel like something would have been done already if. Yeah, we're getting right up against it, man. Like all these guys, it kind of scares me. Money, Mitch, him. I'm surprised we haven't heard any of the yet. Oh, no, because really uh, we're really getting up against it now. I mean, this is the last show. I mean, we got one day, then the weekend and then Monday they're going to be announcing deals and stuff. There so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there it goes. Right. I mean, once they're out there. It's not often they're coming back. Uh, and, and if they are coming back, it's because they, they realize that nobody else wanted them and they're not really happy about coming back. Yeah. Except Higgins. We know he wants to be here. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. I just they're they're better that. with him than without him, but there are other options that are out there too. And I don't blame sure. him for trying to test his value on the market. Never, never, never fault a player for going after their money while they can get it. I'd never do that. Correct. All right, Jeff, you're the man. I know you got to go. Thank you for your time. That's my preferred plan. What do you think? I, I'm with it, man. There, there's a lot of points in there that I absolutely agree with. We might differ on the on the players. Yeah. The, the the execution of of positional value and importance and and how it gets addressed. I think we're very much on the same page. Yeah, and I'm I'm not I'm not like stuck on any of those players you probably know that better than me anyway so yeah absolutely uh, it's and, more and, of just kind of the, by the way the browns won't be either yeah <laughs> they're yeah, yeah, enough to not yeah. not put all their eggs into one basket and then have it crushed that's that's how you wind up with the dallas cowboys and what they've got <laughs> <laughs> all right sir uh you are a gentleman and a scholar jeff risden uh, managing editor at the browns why are the lions why are in real gm I tried to. I tried my best. Uh, we got it close there. About ten minutes. That's my over. fault. I, I talk too much. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I Thanks, appreciate buddy. your time. All right. Have a good right, one. Take care. Jeff Risden, always fantastic. Mikey, you got a line in the middle of my face right now, guy. Can we get that out of there? Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, and uh, we're gonna. Uh, quick break here. We'll come right back. Uh, I want to hit on extensions real quick, and then we'll get up and out of here for tonight, as this is the uh, All Eyes on Cleveland uh, free preferred plan that I just laid out for uh, Jeff and got his uh, reaction to. We'll be right back after the short break. And boom, we break from your normal broadcast to bring you this message of all eyes on Cleveland, supported by Manscaped. Now, Manscaped has hooked me up. They hooked Mikey up. I got the T-shirt going. Manscaped, your balls. Well, thank you. Um, I hear a pair of uh, high-performance boxer briefs as well, which are truly amazing and uh all these grooming goodies uh trims uh helps trim your junk and keep it dry clean and wonderful for the ladies and uh the ladies 
love HM Demand. I mean, you wear the shirt around, you'd know that they are going to know what's going on. Mikey hasn't taken his shirt off yet, I don't think. Have you? Yeah. The, the oh. all deodorant is a uh, absolute incredible idea. I mean, for years and years, deodorants on our armpits and our balls. Why not? They should be putting deodorant on your balls. We should have been doing this since the beginning of time. Around the boys, and uh, as Mikey has been raving about for days, uh, you know, you trim around the tree, it stands a little taller, and and he's very, very happy Peace with it, his results. You. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped uh, has the best trimmer in the business, Lawn Power 3.0, third-generation trimmer, uh, cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. And two free gifts. A pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs. Amazing. I mean, seriously. These boxer briefs are tremendous. Just, I mean, unbelievable. Best pair of boxers I own immediately when I put them in my dresser. Sure. Manscaped Refining the Gentleman. Get 20% off free shipping when you use the promo code EYES, E-Y-E-Z, at manscaped.com. Now back to All Eyes on Cleveland. Big thanks to Jeff Risen for joining the show tonight and uh, hitting, uh, listening to my preferred path here on All Eyes on Cleveland. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're watching uh, live or on playback uh, on YouTube. And you can podcast where all popular podcasts are found. The podcast is uh, uh, proudly brought to you by uh, Blue Wire Podcasts and Russell. Uh, uh, finally here, last things I want to hit on. We, we covered the restructure that I wanted to talk about. Uh, last night on the AMA I did, I got asked a couple questions and, and it brought me to a couple things I wanted to hit on before we get out the door. I'll do it quickly here. Uh, if anybody gets traded, I think it's Njoku. And I think that it's very possible that we're talking about like a draft night trade with Njoku. Like he might be able to get you a nice trade uh, move up or uh, even a player and a piece uh, on on uh, draft night. With him, he's made it very clear he doesn't want to be here. He's performed well. He's a freak athlete, but the Browns aren't hurting for tight ends, and they'll probably address it again late in the draft, I would think, especially in this offense. I just don't think you need to keep a guy around that doesn't want to be here, and he's made it pretty clear to be here. Now, don't get me wrong. He's been extremely professional about it. He puts his head down. He goes to work uh, when he's in there. I mean, he had a great game against the Chiefs. He played well and everything, and because of that, you thought maybe he would come out of it like, hey, you know, I'm cool with staying here, I got the, but he's not, he's take. if you look at his stuff, he's taking everything Browns down, and he makes it pretty clear that he wants out. If I were the Browns, I don't want you to be here if you don't want to be here, uh, unless you're like Deshaun Watson, right, and then you're staying no matter what, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, as far as he goes, 
Njoku, uh, I, I can I can uh, see him being uh, bartered uh, on uh, draft night or traded on uh, draft night for did or much usable draft capital. Let's talk extensions real quick. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Baker's extension till next year. I don't think wants to extend this year because. Uh, he saw Dak's deal, and he's probably like, you know what? I can get that same deal if I put together a good year and come back. And I bet that the Browns, uh, being the analytical types that they are, are probably like, you know what? I would feel better if I saw some more data points on, on Baker because look at year two, right? And then we saw last year. And I think it'll work out in Baker's favor because I just don't see him going in this offense. His offense is just perfect for him. So he's probably going to win. He's a guy that likes to bet on himself. So I think they probably, they, we see this extension happen next year. I could be, that's just how I'm reading it right now. Um, and, and that's why. Uh, as far as Denzel Ward, I think that's also next year uh, because of his injury stuff. Like you don't have to sign him up this season and you want to see him play 14 games. Jeff has said that himself many times. I would like to see him play 13, 14 games. I'd be happy with that before I give you, uh, you know, the hundred million dollar deal that he's probably going to command somewhere near that, uh, $80 million to a hundred million dollar deal that he's going to ask for. Uh, at being a premier corner, he's certainly valuable, and the Browns probably sign him no matter what. He's eleven or twelve games this year, but still, it's something that you don't have to rush into because um, of that fifth year extension and there being them being first round picks. Nick Chubb, however, uh, you know he is a guy who this is the off season you want to do the deal in. Like you probably need to do the deal now. Um, for his extension or during the year, whatever. That's not really, I don't think, how Barry operates during the year extensions, but I could be wrong. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But the way the franchise tag is right now, about this uh, on the AMA last night on the Browns Discord and... Uh, it was brought to my attention by uh, Greg Tomset, our capologist, that uh, a couple weeks ago. But the franchise tag uh, is like eight or nine million right now on a running back. Uh, so if you tagged him once, one hundred and twenty percent of that is like eleven and change. One hundred and forty percent is like thirteen and some change. You add that three years at the most, like $36 million, which is what Dalvin Cook got. So why would I sign him up to uh, a long-term deal and risk, you know, injury, everything else that comes with that deal and why these running back deals are so when I can go year by year and pay him the same amount of money? The problem there, I guess is that nobody, players don't want to be franchise tagged. They want the long-term security. And a guy like Nick Chubb, you know, he may feel a certain way about that. But 
if you're going just strictly a business decision trainer, and I kind of feel like the guys in this front office that depend on numbers and analytics will go franchise tag with Nick, uh, even three years. So if you did it three times, you're not paying him any more than you probably would pay him in a, in a, uh, contract. You can use this too as a way to maybe get him to take a little bit less in a contract. So if he wants that long-term security and say, here's what you're going to make the franchise tag. I can just franchise you three times and we have you for seven years unless you take like $2 million less, right? Then we'll sign you to the deal and you get some long-term security. So it's a bargaining point. So either way, I think the Browns have to use it. Um, so I, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But right now where that number is for franchise tag at running back, uh, the Browns would be kind of silly to pay him more than what he's going to get of three years on that franchise tag because Seth Chubb, I mean, I don't know how many more years you're going to get at running back. Let's be real. It's the NFL here. And maybe you do get more, but seven years of Nick Chubb is pretty good. Uh, So that's kind of where we're at with all that and the thoughts on the Nick Chubb extension. Hope you enjoyed All Eyes on Cleveland. It's all going down on Monday. Uh, If you uh, want manscaped down below uh 20% off uh of anything uh your manscaped order free shipping when you use the promo code eyes e-y-e-z hit the subscribe button on your way out hit the little notification bell so you know when we're coming to you live when we're bringing you this amazing browns content that uh, you're growing to love and learn tell your friends all eyes on cleveland tell your pets have your pets tell their pets and everybody else. All eyes on Cleveland. Go Browns. Free agency kicks off on Monday. It's going to be exciting. Uh, tell them to come watch uh, my preferred plan. And uh, let me know in the comments what you think. I'd be happy to hear. For Mikey on the ones and twos. Doing a tremendous job. Uh, and still enjoying his Manscaped t-shirt. Uh, my name is Brad Ward. This has been another edition of... All eyes on Cleveland. Big thanks to Jeff Risden for popping in and lending incredible knowledge. And with that, we are out. 